Today, we begin with goodbye. Goodbye to shame. Goodbye to the way things used to be. Goodbye to regret and bitterness. Goodbye to apathy. Goodbye to business as usual. Goodbye to the lies that deceived us. Goodbye to whatever is holding us back. And hello to freedom in Jesus. Say hello to a second chance. Hello to a firm foundation. Say hello to mercy and new possibility. Hello to the gift of salvation. Say hello to a father who adores you. Hello to the son who redeemed us. Say hello to the Holy Spirit, our comforter, and the resurrection power within us. Say goodbye to all those things that may be holding you back. Hello to the second chances. I don't know about you, but um, so many times we make mistakes. We make mistakes that later we regret. I don't know if you've been there. I've been there. You have no idea how many times. Sometimes people even say, well, but you're a pastor. Oh, we make a lot of mistakes, let me tell you that. And later on, we regret it. We regret things a lot of times that we have said. Maybe we didn't say the right thing. Maybe we didn't say it the right way, and we regret it. Maybe we have done something that wasn't very nice to other people, and we regret it. Maybe you yell at your kids or you argue with your spouse and and then you regret it. You wish you have another, you you had another opportunity to make things better. I don't know if you have you ever failed in something that hurt you, something that hurt probably other people in your life. As human beings, we are not perfect. We are prompt to make mistakes. We are prompt to fail, to sin, and sometimes that failure and that sin is so bad, it's so awful. That, that, that all, we, all we can think about is, can, 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 should I have, would I, would I like to have another chance so I can recover from this? And the only thing that you can hope for is that you could have another chance to redo. Remember that movie? Remember that movie, uh, Greyhound Day? That things were happening all over and over and over again. I, I, I bet a lot of us wish we had that chance to make things better. And every day we will probably change something that we did. And, and then when it repeats again, we wake up again and it repeats again. We will go back again. And wait, wait a minute. Uh, yesterday when I went this way, this is what happened. When I said that, this is what happened. When we see, if we were able to see the results... Of those failures, of those mistakes, we would change things around because we would like to make things different. We would like to have a redo. How would you feel if you can have another opportunity? If you can go back in time, if you can get into a time machine, what things would you change? If you had a time machine and you'd be able to get in there and say, well, I want to go back to, as a matter of fact, what? year in your life would you go back to? Sometimes I wish that I would go back to a certain time in my life with the knowledge I have now. Things would be very different, right? 
But so many of us, so many of us have, have, have failed, have made mistakes and have sinned against God and against other people. And, and sometimes it's hard to recover from those second chances. And, and it's not hard to recover because God is not willing to forgive us. It's us who have a hard time accepting God's forgiveness sometimes. So it's not that God is not willing to forgive us. It's not that God is not willing to give us another chance. It's that we have a hard time accepting that to us. Sometimes, unconsciously, sometimes we feel that we need to be punished for what we did. And then we will see things in a different way. But God is a God of a second chance. Some time ago, two teenagers... With a long history of crime and misbehaviors, they, they were robbing an, a YMCA on the lowest east side of New York City. And on the way out, they saw these young men on the telephone switchboard, and they were frightened because they assumed that these men was calling the police. Uh, they held him and beat him with a brass knuckles and a blackjack, and they thought he was dead after they beat him up. They, they hide him behind the swimming pool, and they escape. Later that evening, a woman was walking by, and as she was walking by, uh, she saw some blood on the floor, and it was the men's blood, and she screamed, and they, uh, they found Donald Tippett. They found his body. Fortunately, he was alive. He was alive, but his eye was damaged, and it was so damaged that they couldn't save his eye. M- meanwhile, the two teenagers were finally, they, they were finally brought up to justice, and uh, they went for trial. In their past, their records were so bad that it was for sure that they will have long sentences. Donald Tippett did an amazing thing that most people would not do. Donald Tippett, an amazing thing that uh, he did is he called the judge and to allow the judge to have these two young men to have parole for what, has, for what had happened to him. And he wanted to give these two young men another chance in life. He believed these two young men could change. One of the boys committed another crime and he was caught and he was sent to jail for a long time. The other boy was receptive to Tippett's kindness and he went out to college. He became a medical doctor. He became one of the nation's leading eye surgeons. A reporter wrote uh, about Donald Tippett's amazing story of forgiveness and said of the surgeon's deeds, I wonder if he ever performs one of those delicate eye operations without thinking of that night at at the YMCA when they hurt this man and he was willing to forgive them. Donald Tippett had a forgiving heart. For these two aggressors. And give them a second chance. How much more our heavenly, loving, heavenly Father desires to forgive us when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we sin against Him. God is always ready to give us a second chance. If a human being, if an imperfect human being is willing to do that, I can assure you God is even more willing to do that. In God's book... In God's book, the scriptures, the Bible, we see example after example when God gives people second chances. Let's just talk really quick about Abraham. 
Abraham uh, fail over and over. We, we all know Abraham for the father of the faith. A giant of the faith. But that's not who Abraham was. In the process, if you read Genesis chapter 11 all the way to Genesis chapter 22, you see how many times Abraham failed over and over and over. And it was the process of failures who helped him become the man he eventually became. It wasn't one day to the next day. David. David committed awful sins, mistakes, horrible mistakes. And in a way that maybe people would think, you know, there's no forgiveness for what David did. There's no forgiveness. But David became a, God, a man after God's own heart. After making so many horrible mistakes. Remember Samson? Remember the big strong man? He gave away his, uh, his secret, the secret of his strength. And God kept on telling him, and God kept on communicating to Samson, you need to do better, you need to repent, you need to do things right. Samson wouldn't do it, he wouldn't listen. Have you ever seen people who don't listen much? They've been told over and over what not to do, because it's going to eventually hurt them, and they keep on doing it over and over. Well, that was Samson. And then they, they, they capture him, they took out his eyes, and at the end of his life, when he knew he was going to, before he died, he asked God for forgiveness, and then he asked God to give him another chance. Guess what God did? Give him another chance. And if you read the story, he took the pillars of the place where he was, and he put down, he, he took those pillars down, the place came down, and killed many of God's enemies. God gave him another chance. So if you, if you have ever questioned the purpose of God's plan for your life, or felt like you have missed his divine appointment, there is an interesting story in Jeremiah chapter 18 that makes it clear that God, even if you make a mistake, God will not be done with you. God will not forget about you. God will not get rid of you just because we make mistakes, just because we sin. No, God gives us opportunities. Opportunities to do things better. Opportunities to do things right with Him. So this is, uh, this is one of the passages in Jeremiah chapter 18. It's one of the passages in the Scriptures where we can see the amazing love of God for people by giving them second chances. This passage of Jeremiah 18 is an illustration that God gives the prophet Jeremiah. And in the context of this, uh, of this, uh, of chapter 18, in chapter 17, God keeps on telling the people of Israel through the prophet Jeremiah, do not do that. Please don't do that or you're going to get hurt. Please don't do that or you're going to get hurt. Over and over and over. The, 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 when God gave Jeremiah this message in chapter 17, the people of Israel were making a lot of mistakes. They were living lives away from God, God. Lives that were not pleasing to God. They were failing over and over to obey God. They were sinning against God. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you in our culture, in our society today. Where God keeps on saying, this is happening because you're not listening to me. This is happening because you're not obeying to me. You're not obeying me. And in chapter 17, God tells them through the prophet Jeremiah, uh, this is what God is specifically, God told them, I will take away your wealth. I will take away your wealth. You will lose your inheritance, 
by your own fault. By your own mistakes as a consequence of these things that you are doing. By as a consequence of your disobedience is your own fault that you will lose all these things. That you will lose all the blessings that I have given you. Do you think they listen? No, they didn't. In, in, in the same chapter 17, verse 23, it says, Yet they did not listen or pay attention. They were stiff-necked. You know what that means? They're like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Have you, ever, have you ever talked to a person like that? You're telling them what to do, and they're like, you're not going to tell me what to do. They think, they're, you know, they, they think they're always right and stuff like that. That's what he, that, that, that was the people of Israel back in those days. I don't know, if you ever deal with a person like that, it's annoying, right? It's annoying to deal with a person like that who always think they're right. And, and they, they did not listen, they did not pay attention, they were stiff-necked and would not listen or respond to discipline. How would you like your kids not to respond to your discipline? Would you enjoy that? No, no, you, you just, come on guys, don't, don't do that. So Jeremiah prays for him and on behalf of his people... And in verse 18, Jeremiah tells God, Jeremiah tells him, keep me from shame. These people, these people are not listening, Lord. Keep me from shame. And the prophet looked at the nation of Israel and said, there is no hope. And a lot of times when we make mistakes, a lot of times when we fail, when we sin, a lot of times people, people might think there's no hope with this guy. There's no hope with this girl. There's no hope with this family. So let, let me just tell you something really quick. If, some, if a voice tells you there's no hope, it cannot come from God. If a voice tells you there's no hope, it does not come from God. And that's why when Jeremiah was saying there's no hope in these people, God tells Jeremiah, let me show you what I'm willing to do. And he takes them, and he takes them, and he says, You know, I'm going to send you to a place so you can see an illustration of my love, and how I am, how much I want to give people second chances. And he goes on chapter 18, verse 1 through 6. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So... I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. In other words, the clay went bad. It became disfigured. It got ruined. You know, the clay represents us. The potter, the potter is God and he's trying to make a pot. He's trying to shape you and reshape you and reshape you over and over and over. And he got, he, 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 and then he goes, so the potter form it into another pot. So he could have just throw it away. I'm just going to throw it away. It went bad. It got ruined. But the actual text says, So the potter formed it into an other pot, shaping it as seems best to him. 
What does that tell you about God? What does that tell you about God? God does not throw you away. Yeah, there's got to be changes, but those changes only come when you let the power of God in your heart, in your life. A lot of times people want to change away from the power of God. And the change might be just superficial change. If God, God is the only one who can change the heart. If the heart doesn't change, the same thing that happened to the little piggy that became a pet at a home, it's going to happen to us. Remember the story of the piggy? The story of the piggy was that the, the kids in the house, they, they watched the pig, and they cleaned it really well, they put cologne on the, kid, on the piggy, and they thought, you know what, it changed. It's, it's not, now it's a home pet. Now it's, it's our piggy. And as soon as that little pig saw uh, uh, the door crack, and he saw the mud out there, guess what the pig did? He ran out and went and threw himself on the mud. Because in his heart, he was still a little piggy. And that's what happens when people, when we as human beings don't change. When we don't allow God to change our hearts. Nobody else can change your heart but God. And so Jeremiah, it's it's wondering, what what is this trying to tell me? Then the Lord told him in verse 5, The word of the Lord came to me and he said, can I not do the same thing? Can I not do with you, Israel, as the potter did, uh, does, declares the Lord? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. So in other words, I don't have to throw you away. I'm not done with you. I will give you another chance. I, 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 even if you go bad, even if you go disfigured, even if you get ruined. And let me tell you, we're all broken people. If you go to a church and they tell you that they almost want to make it sound like we got to be perfect, we're not perfect. We're all broken people. Let me tell you, if we open our hearts with one another, you will see why we come to church. We don't come to church because we're perfect. We come to church because we're broken people. We are broken. There's so many experiences that we have been through in our lives. We are broken people, and until we accept that we are broken people, we will not be able to get restored in the process of restoration in your life. So we see, we see three, three key elements here. We see the potter that represents God. We see the wheel. This is where God puts you. God puts your life in a wheel because that wheel turns and turns and turns because it's a process. Your life is a process. And you are the pot that He wants to create. So when we read this passage, what can we learn from this passage? Number one, number one, God wants to show us that He is willing to give us second chances. So there was the prophet Jeremiah being negative, And he was the crying prophet. He was always crying for everything. And the crying prophet is saying, God, please don't, don't, don't allow me to be shamed. I don't want to be shamed from these people for what they're doing. There's no hope in these people. And God says, Jeremiah, let me show you what I'm willing to do. God showed Jeremiah that he was willing to give people another chance. 
How is this for other human beings to give you a chance when you have failed? A lot of times when we fail in something, people, we all tend to judge other people right away. Sometimes we even judge people without even knowing the exact situation. Sometimes we judge people based on half of the information in our lives. Or sometimes we judge people based on their outward appearance. And sometimes when we fail, or we do something wrong, or we sin, a lot of times people don't stop to think, what provoked this situation in this person's life? And a lot of times, we as human beings, could be, we could be very cruel. But that's not God. God is not like that. God is not cruel. God will understand. And if you come and ask Him for forgiveness, He will give you another chance. God is an amazing God. God is, basically God is saying, I want to give you a second chance. I want you to know. I want you to witness, he's telling Jeremiah, that I'm, despite of the fact that they're not listening, they're not paying attention. I want to give him another chance. Let me tell you, the reason you are here this morning, if at any point you fail God, is because God is giving you another chance. This could be an opportunity God is giving you, because you don't know what's going to happen after here. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know the future, but we can trust in the one who holds the future. A second thing that we can learn from this. God wants to show us a second thing. That He's working in us. By shaping our life. So many times you might not understand what's going on in your life. And you might see certain events in your life as a negative thing. But a lot of times we don't realize God is placing the pieces where they belong. When, where they need to be. You know, you know it, it's, like, it's like putting together a puzzle. You're going to put together a puzzle. And, 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 take away the, the top. Where the picture is, right? Don't look at it. Do you think you're going to be able to put it together? You're not going to be able to put it together. You don't know what the next piece is. But God does. And a lot of times we don't understand that. We don't understand that certain things, certain events in our lives, every situation that we go through, God is using those things in a lot of ways to shape our lives. And it's that like, that's like being on the wheel, turning and turning. And guess what? I have, I have news for you. You're not going to get out of that wheel Sometimes you feel like you're going over and over and over the same thing over and over. Come on, this is happening again to me? And you will keep on turning around, turning and turning and turning until you finally become the person God wants you to be. Why? Because a lot of times we don't want to listen. And God says, you know what, but, but I'm not done with you, so I'm going to keep you turning and turning and turning. I, I, I just have a quick question for you. Is there anything God keeps on turning, turning and turning in your life? Is there anything God wants to shape you into? 
and you are rejecting to listen to God? Every situation, you're at the wheel. Number three, God wants to show us that we are all the same, we're all the same material. A lot of times we see differences in people. Those are just external differences. We're all made out of clay. What's clay? Is dirt mixed with water, right? That's clay. And guess what happens when we go to be with the Lord? Our body goes where? To the ground where it came from. We're all the same. We're all the same. And, 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 and so God wants us to know we're all made out of clay. And clay can break. And that's why we have to realize we are broken people. And we got to be, we got to be, you know, we got to be willing to, to be shaped by His hands. And that's why in verse 4 it says that, But the pot He was shaping from the clay was marred in His hands. We're all the same before God. We have the same value before God. We are nothing but clay. So sometimes we we shouldn't think more of ourselves than what we should. Than what we do. We are broken people who can make a mistake anytime. I don't know. Some people sometimes say, I can't believe such and such a person did this. Well, believe it. You do it all the time. We are broken people. Don't be surprised when somebody sins. Don't be surprised when somebody fails. Don't be surprised. Instead of being surprised, pray for them. Don't judge them because you don't know what brought them to that point in life. There's nothing worse than to be judged. Especially people who have no idea what you've been through. Now God knows what you've been through. And that's why He's more than willing to give you a second chance. Number four. There's a fourth thing we can learn from this. God wants to show us that if we go more, He will try it again and again and again. God is not going to get rid of you. And you're not going to get rid of God that easily. You know, when God has a purpose for your life, which He does, if you don't come to God in in a good way, He'll bring you in a bad way. But He'll bring you. Somehow He'll bring you to Him. So the potter that He was forming when Mar, and so the the pot that He was forming when Mar, the clay when Mar, and and so the potter formed it into another pot by shaping it. But this time that He's giving you another chance, He's going to shape you what seems best to Him. You know what blesses me about this story? Is that the potter didn't just throw away the pot and break it. The Bible says that he made the pot again. He made it again. Again, people might not believe in you. People might have a hard time trusting you after you fail. After you make mistakes. After we sin. But God gives you chances. If you're someone who knows God has tried to do something in your life, but you have refused and uh, don't, don't be in doubt. 
Don't be in doubt. He's not the kind of God who's mad and says, well, I'm done with you. I'm through with you. I'm going to throw you out. God, God actually says, you know what I'll do? I'll do it again. And I'll try to reshape you again. All you have to do is come willingly and turn your heart into my hand so I can shape it on that wheel. And that wheel will not stop in your life until you are ready to get out of that wheel where He's turning you over and over and over. But He will shape you as He seems better for you, not as you want. As God sees better for you, turning at the wheel tells us that everything is a process. So if you, if you say, God, I, I want to change, I want a second chance, don't think that tomorrow things are going to be completely different. No, it's a process. It's a process. Life is a process. You, you don't, it's nothing that changes. So in your heart, there is a change immediately. But in your actions... There is a process of changes in your life. A lot of times people get it, people get it wrong sometimes. Thinking, well, if, if, I, if I do this, i got to change immediately. No, that's the, that's the work of God and the Holy Spirit in your life. As He takes you through a process of changes. And little by little, He's shaping you into a different person. You will not behave completely different tomorrow. You're in the, your heart will change. Your heart will be transformed. But there is going to be a process. Something that is called positional sanctification. We belong to God positionally. But there is progressive sanctification where you are progressively, you are changing little by little. And He's turning you at the wheel over and over and over. The wheel won't stop until you are formed into the person God wants you to be. But you've got to be willing for God to do that. Number five. One, uh, another thing that I learned from this text is that God wants to show us that He has a purpose for the pot. So He's not just shaping you into another pot just because. He is shaping you into another pot because we are in His hands. Shaping you into another pot. His purpose, He has a purpose for you. And that's why in verse 5 and 6, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah again, and He said, Could I not, could I, could I not do the same thing that the potter is doing? Israel is in my hands. I have a purpose for them. You are in God's hands. He has a purpose for you. It's God's promise to give you a second chance. It's not mine. This is what Scripture is teaching us. And Scripture is teaching us that God is willing to give us another chance. So what aspect of your life do you need to be put into the potter's hands? What part, what aspect of your life do you need to change? I remember a few years ago, and I'm, 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 I very often open my heart with you guys. But I remember many years ago, a few years ago, I was going through a very rough time in my life. I was going through a very tough time. You know, it wasn't just a tough time in my life, it was a confusing time. I was so confused. And I thought, 
for a minute, God was done with me. I knew my theology, so I knew what to believe. And I knew, because I knew my theology, I knew that God loved me. Despite of my self, my mistakes. But I felt like God is done with me. It was a very dark time that I was going through. One day I was praying, and usually when I pray, I put music in the background. Worship music as I pray. I like to do that a lot. And this song came up as I was praying. It's a song by a group. Uh, the group name, the name of the group is Red. And it's a song that the title of the song is "Can, Can We Start Again." And as I'm praying, going through a very dark time in my life, not knowing what was going to happen to me, because I didn't know what to do. I remember this song coming up, and the, 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 I want to read the words to you of this song that says, And I remember everything, everything I loved. I give it away like it wasn't enough. Does that sound like a mistake? All the words I said and all you forgave, how could I hurt you again? Because when we make those mistakes and we don't repent of them, we hurt God. Because He loves us. Just like when your kids make mistakes that you warn them from. It hurts you as a parent. We hurt God many times. And then the song continues, the singer continues singing and he, it says, what if I let you win? Because a lot of times we fight against God. It's like, no, I want my way. No, but God wants what He wants. And God is God. You're not. Did you know that? What if I make it right? What if I give it up? What if I want to try? What if I take a chance? What if I learn to love? What if we start again? And I felt like during my prayer moment, I wanted to tell God, God, can we start again? Because I'm hurting Can we start again? On this time, I can make it right. With one more try, can we start again? In my eyes, you can see it now. Can we start again? The emptiness inside me, I wonder if you see. Because when you're not connected to God... All you feel is an emptiness in your heart. Even if you're a believer, disconnect yourself from God and you will feel empty. We're we're broken people. The emptiness inside me, I wonder if you see, it's my mistake and it's hurting me. I know where we've been. How do we get so far? What if, what if we start again? On this time I can make it right with one more try. Can we start again? And the next verse it says, 
I'm lost inside the pain I feel without you. When you're away from God, it's pain. It's painful. I'm lost inside the pain I feel without you. I can't stop holding on. I need you with me. I'm caught inside the pain. Can we start again? I'm lost without you. You know, people might give up on you, but God doesn't. So can we start again? God says yes. Yes, we can start again. Yes, we can. If you repent, if you change your ways, we can start again. And guess what God did? God put me back on the wheel to keep on shaping me. Have you ever been there? Have you ever done something? Have you ever lived in those difficult times? Times when you feel you're hurting. But there are things in your life that are not easy to change. Others, others will probably be done with you because they don't understand what you're being through. Many of us desire to have a second chance because without God, we are hurting inside just like this song expresses. We are broken people and only He has the power to give us the hope. And only He can begin the process of rebuilding us on that will. So God is calling us to let God and let go. Let go of those things that you have done and and let God reshape you again. Only He can do it. Let Him put you back on the wheel. God wants to do it in your life. The question is, the question is not if God is giving us a second chance. The question is, are we taking that second chance? Are we taking that opportunity God has given us? Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. With one more try, can we start again? Lord Jesus, we know that over and over, You show us the way. You give us different signs that you want us to change something in our lives. You bring us to church to hear you, to hear your word. Jesus, can we start again? We are broken people and we, we, we accept and we realize who we are. Lord, and we're in need of a Savior who can put us back on the wheel and turn and turn so you can reshape us in your hands.
I just want to ask you that with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, right there where you are sitting, if this morning you believe God has given you that second chance, just let Him know. Let Him know how you feel. Let Him know how broken you are, how empty you, you feel. Let Him rebuild your life. Let Him rebuild your, your family. Let Him rebuild all those things that the world and the enemy has destroyed in you. Allow God to reshape you. He wants to do it. If you have gone mar. If you have gone disfigured and broken inside, He wants to put you back on the wheel. You are in His hands. You can start again. And stop the pain. Right there where you're sitting, all you have to do is tell Him, Lord, Today I want to ask for forgiveness. Forgive my sins. Forgive my mistakes. Make me a new man. Make me a new woman. Make me a new person. Change my heart. Give me that chance that you are offering me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I want to commit to you for you to change and shape my life. Shape me into the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.